0: Everyone, welcome to the I-5 Corridor Podcast. This is the Monday Traffic Report. Tyson Alger here, joined by Shane Hoffman. It is August 29th. It is officially Week One. Oregon has Georgia on Saturday. The Beavers have Boise State, and I think we're I think we're ready to go. How you feeling? How you feeling over there, Shane?
1: Feeling good. Are, are you a Week Zero guy? I've never really been a Week
0: Zero guy because there's never really a great matchup. It. it I mean, I, I ended up watching like the Northwestern Nebraska game just because it was it was on and it was in Ireland and I figured that'd be fun to watch. And, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I, I wasn't like dug in to, to week zero and I also just, just call it week one. You know?
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I've also the same, you know, I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to football just as much as anyone else, not only from a, you know, a fan perspective of, of just watching the game, but also from covering Oregon, obviously. Um, but at the same time, like, It hasn't been, like, itching and scratching. Like, I can't wait until, you know, next week for the real week one. So I I didn't end up watching any of that game. But I am excited, obviously, talk some football and to be flying down to uh, Atlanta in a few days.
0: I I did feel like I was ready for things to get going, though, when uh, watching that Nebraska-Northwestern game, when uh, Nebraska elected to uh, onside kick up 11. I did see that, yeah. With all all the momentum, with the better team. um, And just having, like, that first that's the wrong call coach thought that pops in your head of the season. It's just, all right, we're going, we're on our way here.
1: He's been, uh, he's an interesting case study there. I mean, he, he, what, they still have Adrian Martinez, at quarterback, or they finally got someone different in there. He was there for like six years. It felt like, <laughs> yeah, no, they, 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 they got a new dude in there. Yeah. I'm just, same uh, same coaching mistakes, same underwhelming outcome as for Nebraska. I mean, his record there has been horrible, but not so a number.
0: Especially because uh, – who, who was it before him? Was it Pelini that they fired who was like 60 and 20 over his yeah, like, some, next some amount of time time? Yeah, some crazy record. I think Frost would have to go like 40, and out know, to even – but <laughs> yeah. anyways, this isn't the Northwestern Nebraska podcast. This is – the high five corridor podcast. We're talking about the Northwest. Uh, I haven't actually talked to you. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to do like the full Georgia breakdown here quite yet, but I haven't talked to you since uh landing did the, we're not going to tell anybody who's starting at quarterback. Um, and like, I, I a hundred percent respect that he's comes out and says like, it's not an advantage to tell you guys. So I'm not going to tell you guys. Like, there's no kind of like, ah, oh, we're still trying to figure it out. like, I get it, especially with uh, how um, hard this week one game is going to be. But I don't know. What would you make of uh, uh, the, the non-depth chart release?
1: You know, as frustrating as it might be for some reporters, I don't know. I, I just it's, it's hard for me to get up in arms about it. I honestly just don't really care that much. I think it's yeah. the right move not to say it. I'm surprised more coaches don't adopt that philosophy. It's just, it's just weird to me because it's like when Bo Nix – you know, commits to Oregon. There's this whole group of people who's like, well, you know, with the with the coaching relationships, there's no reason he doesn't start with that. You know, SEC experience and then you see the spring game and he's throwing deep balls all over the yard and this and that. And it's, well, yeah, he's locked it up. We go into camp and people are still asking about it. Like they they had like they haven't already given themselves the answer. Like it seems like it's Bo Nix. I would assume it's Bo Nix. But if it's not and it's Cy Thompson and we're surprised, then that shows that the whole thing makes sense you shouldn't have come out and said it was ty thompson right but right. i think the whole thing is kind of dumb i i I just you know reporting on quarterbacks gets so long drawn out and, and kind of i think it's a boring process and people have probably realized we just haven't been writing about it um because there's nothing to write about let's be real i
0: i, I think it's interesting if you have if it's if it's like a new situation or it's like two new guys or it's guys that are having right. kind of like a an even fight throughout camp but this might just even be like my evolution as like a sports fan and like a sports writer, but like, we're going to know on Saturday, it's not like we're going to watch the game and you still go, go, Oh my God, I don't know who they used that quarterback. Like, right. like, I, I, I think I enjoy the games a lot more than I used to in, in terms of I, I, and you know, this, this isn't smart for me being like, ah, I hate all the preview coverage when we write preview coverage, but like, you Know we're going to know on Saturday, and if he plays well, we're going to know for the rest of the season. That's just that one little, that one little like gift that the fan base hasn't been able to unwrap quite yet. But yeah, yeah like, absolutely, we're going to know on Saturday, it'll be fine.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's so much I'm looking forward to on Saturday that you know, having kind of already penciled in Bo Nix in my head, I'm just not like, I'm just assuming he's gonna take the field, and if Ty Thomas takes the field. Twitter is going to blow up briefly and then we'll just see how he plays, but there's so much else going on. There's so many storylines about this game. There's so many new faces at new positions and other position battles that landing also hasn't opened up about, um, that, you know, I'm just kind of exactly, I, I just can't wait You know, for Saturday. This has been such a kind of a, it'll be such a culmination of of what was really uh, a kind of a long exhaustive offseason in a lot of yeah. ways.
0: I, uh, We've talked a lot about quarterbacks. We've talked a lot about receivers. Um, you have a piece that you're working on for later this week that I think people are going to be really interested in reading about that uh, receiving core. Uh, we've talked about the front seven and the defensive backfield. Like the one thing that like I'm legitimately excited to look for on Saturday is like I just want to see like how the running backs look. Like I want to see if Byron mm. Cardwell is like that dude who was averaging like eight yards per carry at the end of last season. I want to see what sort of um, player they turn seven McGee into, uh, whether yeah, or not it's, yeah. it's just a complete kind of slot guy, or if he's like a gadget, like, uh, Le Michael, or sorry, not Will Michael, um, the Anthony Thomas type of role, like, yeah. I I think a, a kind of an underplayed storyline has just been that, you know, seven was going to transfer. I think Byron was going to transfer and like man or Lanning talked both of those guys. Do- dollars, I think. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Dollars, yeah. dollars. Um, yeah that's just another example it's just like right right but like you know he he talked both these guys into coming back and they're all like kind of around the same class like i want to see what this looks like i mean like they they have a really talented backfield and um obviously not all those guys are going to be getting carries i mean even if you look around like the rest of the country too like trey benson rushed for more than 100 yards for florida state last week like like the the guys who filtered out away from that are having success. So uh I don't know. I I think uh I think Cardwell's gonna have a pretty good debut if uh you know if they can survive Georgia's front.
1: (laughs) Yeah I mean Georgia's front is gonna be scary again. They got another top five lineman in in Jalen Carter who's gonna be tough for the ducks but they have experience up front. Um yeah I'm 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 interested too you know um it's weird because it's been Verdell and Dye literally since i got to oregon in 2018 so i've never covered other running backs essentially and they were great i mean they they complement each other well both of them are you know i'd say nfl caliber i mean i think die will probably get drafted somewhere um and you know verdell obviously got drafted late and so um to see new guys is refreshing trey was guy i wanted to stay i thought he he gave the room something different but Cardwell's build is going to be interesting to see, especially against a more physical, you know, defensive front like Georgia. I mean, he's he's like six one, what two something maybe? Yeah, seem right, something like that. Um, McGee is a guy. He kind of reminds me. Like I feel like they might use him like Curtis Samuel when he was at Ohio State. Um, I don't know how many listeners will be super familiar, but me being uh, from Michigan, I watched plenty of those games where Curtis Samuel, especially this one. I think it was God maybe 20, 2016, 2019, one of those years where he. uh he ran in and like double, triple overtime and, and, and cost Michigan a playoff bid. But I think they'll use him kind of as an H back role. And then, uh, you know, Sean dollars is actually the guy I keep hearing about. Um, there's going to be a lot of carries up for grabs. And I think a lot of guys will have significant chunks of yards this year. I don't think it'll be quite as um, focused on one or two guys. But dollars is the guy that I'm really probably the most excited to see, I think.
0: Absolutely. Uh, have you been to Atlanta before?
1: I haven't um I've heard good things but I've also heard that it's a city where if you don't know someone you're not going to see the right things.
0: Right. Yeah, I I've, I've heard it's pretty pretty sprawling. It should be a good time. Like it's uh I I made I made the trip to Columbus last year. That was that was like that was a pretty good one. Um and then it's been Yeah, I I I, I like these trips to like stadiums that you haven't been to before and mm-hmm. it definitely kind of has a, a, you know like we've you ask the players all the time if these games have like more meaning to them or whatnot and they'll give you like a you know a a cliched answer but like even for sports writers like these these are pretty fun ones to go to
1: oh this is why you do it i mean remember we were when we were uh at the pac-12 championship i mean i was pretty wowed by um Allegiant. that was
0: such that was that was the coolest stadium i've ever been to like i agree yeah it was awesome
1: great press box um just really cool venue as a whole obviously not the outcome a lot of people wanted for oregon but that was really cool so i'm really excited for um you know the georgia dome um is that what it's called now have i changed the name I getting it right
0: is it isn't like mercedes-benz it's Mercedes Mercedes
1: Benz. Benz. not the georgia yeah. dome excuse me um <laughs> but no i think that'll be great um and it's funny you had that in your uh, your uh, kind of year end wrap up that they credentialed both of us. I want to ask you quickly, like you haven't talked in the podcast really about your first year. Like you wrote that story about kind of uh, your especially your experience with the Ohio State game and everything. Um, maybe reflect a little bit on, on the first year on the podcast.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a good first year, man. Like I I, I didn't really know uh, what I wanted to build this. Th- I actually I still don't know what I want to build this thing. Into, you got some ideas but, though yeah yeah but it's uh yeah. i'm i'm i I was pretty blown away by like the whole thing like the fact that like um and you know I've had a lot of support from family and friends and all that sort of thing, but like the fact that like I still get uh you know I wake up to emails of, of people I've never heard of like subscribing to to my stuff like that's as a awfully rewarding uh um awfully rewarding experience and it has been fun to be able to tell stories and, and be able to to, to kind of increase uh increase what we're able to do coverage wise and bring you along like I've 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 loved reading your stories uh, over the last uh over the last year actually and it, and it definitely kind of uh motivates me to to kick your ass a little bit because you've been you've been, kicking, <laughs> you've been you've been kicking my butt on stories lately, man. I, I love that Mushovski one last week. Like that was, like that that's like the perfect fall camp story in in my mm-hmm. eyes. You know, like you cover the football, you do everything else, but like you know, bring a little behind the scenes sort of thing in. Uh mm-hmm. how's your uh, how's your Thornton story coming?
1: Good, yeah. So you kind of hit on it a bit ago, just kind of touching on some receivers. Um, you you had the idea of writing about Thornton, and he was a guy I had my eye on, and I think a player that fans have been really interested to see more of, you know, we saw him a little bit last year, same with Troy Franklin. Um, one of the guys, they called them the skinnies and now I guess maybe they have a new name or <laughs> I can't remember now, but, um, yeah, it, it was cool. I wasn't really sure where to go with it at first and, and kind of had to get the framing for the story. And I think it's kind of going to be, you know, uh, me and the I-5 kind of calling our shot on on him having a little bit of a breakout and being kind of maybe the guy in a really loaded receiving room where there's a potential that there's no true number one again and there's just a lot of guys. But I think, you know, if there was going to be one, I like him. I like his size. I like his speed. And then I think what people are going to learn from the story Is the makeup of this kid is like just super sound, and you hear this stuff a lot, but like there's a lot of really specific examples. He had a really hard upbringing, obviously, and so I think um, I think a lot of his past experiences have kind of made a really good student of the game, really smart
0: player, and a really good leader for someone his age. I uh, I'm trying to think. I'm uh, I'm batting 500 in terms of like write the big feature on somebody who you think's going to have a breakout season, and then. Uh, I did I did a Royce Freeman one when I was at the Oregonian. Uh, I I had this like column that was called the Bold and Brash. And it was like a, you had to make like an outrageous prediction in like week one. And I think I predicted Freeman would rush for like 1300 yards or something. And, and he did. So that one hit. But then, like two years later, I did like a big Tony Brooks James profile on like the guy. Yeah. The, like. And,
1: uh, and he was just the kick returner essentially.
0: Yeah, Tony didn't do a whole lot. Like I, I love that guy. He was one of my favorite quotes, and uh, you know he's I, still one of the faster guys I've seen. But uh, uh, he ended up having Verdell and Die behind him, and, and those guys kind of established themselves real quickly when uh, yeah. uh, Tony Tony was banged up. Banged well, up, well
1: me. Uh, Let me put you on the spot real quick. Besides Thornton, call your shot on someone real quick. Call my shot on somebody really quick. Okay, could be defensive, could be offensive. You know, maybe special teams. I know you you kind of geek out about special teams on occasion. Who knows? I
0: I think I think Christian Gonzalez is going to be a first team All Pac twelve player. Like I don't think yeah. that's I don't I don't think that's like a huge breakout prediction. Um,
1: I was or, surprised how high he's been on some of these on the draft. On the draft,
0: I was I was surprised to see him on uh, Feldman's freaks list. Uh,
1: that and then he was the number two corner on. Um, uh what's his name it's a horrible uh audio for a podcast but uh yeah. the guy from uh the athletic as well that his name is kind of eluding me now but he was the number two cornerback on that list i was surprising
0: not not important
1: <laughs> there you go um but uh, yes yeah, he's a good he's a good example um i think all pack 12 would not be too surprising for him yeah
0: i i, I would i would love to see uh I'd love to see like Brian Addison have some sort of breakout year at, at, at up top, too. Just, you know, he's he's a guy that we've talked so much about um, since he signed in, in 2018, just about how athletic and fast. And um, and he's just bounced all over the place. Like maybe, maybe him and like Triquez have kind of finally figured something out uh, at, mm-hmm. at their new positions here. But
1: yeah, it's um, weird, although I think Triquez now. It looks like maybe he is shifting back down to quarterback. It's impossible to tell. But I I think B.A. BA is a good call. I mean, he's been through a lot of position changes, been through a lot in his personal life, probably a story there, we can write, and then, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he had six interceptions this year, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. What would you think of the rehearsal finale?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was genius. I think the whole thing is, is, is some of the best TV I've ever seen. I, I watched Nathan for you a lot, you know, his first show. And I, I thought that was you know pretty damn funny. Um, kind of watched that a few years ago. And I mean, I, I can understand why this, this show is off putting for some people because it's hard to tell what's real and what's not. And if it's real, it's like, you kind of feel bad for these people. Um, but you know, they're being obviously, you know, uh, um, kind of handsomely paid probably behind the You're scenes right. thing but it's it's one of it's as a standalone tv show there's nothing like it i'm glad i got renewed i mean some of those scenes yeah just genius i don't i don't know how else to say it
0: yeah it's it's one of those things where like you don't quite know who to feel gross about like like you feel gross about nathan because like he's like kind of orchestrated this whole thing or is it like the mother who like brings the child actors in to like basically like I, I don't know it's just it it was uh completely it's one of those shows where you didn't know what to expect going into it and then you start thinking about it a lot more after it and like i i just love that sort of television i don't think there's a whole lot yeah. of that that on these on anymore these days where you just kind of go like what did i just watch there
1: yeah it's very rewatchable um my favorite episode was the the Fielder method, where he goes to LA and gets <laughs> all the, and he's essentially he's asking these, you know, I guess paid actors to stalk people, um, and then he starts impersonating one of his actors and like lives in this guy's home and stuff like that and and that was just you know pretty hilarious. He just I guess one one reason the show works so well is when you think he can't go any further he doubles down. It doubles down again, excuse me. Um you know even in the last episode they're like rehearsing something and then he's built a replica of the yeah. replica home which is just you know ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I uh, I I rewatched the first episode uh, my dad was in town and I showed him it and just like at the like the very end of the first episode when he is telling that or like he's telling the guy that he fed him the trivia answers, but then it clips to, he's actually using the actor and doing like the rehearsal part of telling him that. And then he doesn't actually, it's just like, all right, this I'm ready. Buckle up. This is going to be good.
1: There's that sequence where, and then we can move on in a second, but there's a sequence where, He's trying to in yeah he's trying to embed the ideas of the answers in the guy's head and he's walking by and there's the crime scene and and the cops are like it's days like these I I curse the Chinese for inventing gunpowder like that over and over again right and so um it was it was quite the experience
0: yeah uh anyways that's the rehearsal on HBO HBO Max uh Shane and I would both highly recommend it and uh, I'm I'm a little nervous now because the last uh, the last few football seasons before before the pandemic, like the fall, was always when Succession was going, and so it was like yeah. got my football season, got my Succession going, um, and I don't think Succession's coming out until uh, until maybe next year. So I, I got to figure something out. To watch it, it. Is it? I thought it
1: was maybe early twenty twenty. I have to check, but I, I think it was earlier than. Fully next year. Maybe you're right. I'm not sure. But either way, I feel for you. It's a great show. I, I just binged it all last year.
0: Oh man, it's so good. So good. <laughs> all right. Cool, man. Well, I think I think that's it for today's traffic report. Um, we have we have a great week of stories coming. Look out for Shane's Thornton piece that's coming on Thursday. Uh I'm about to hop in to a press conference with Marcus Mariota. So we'll have something uh probably on Tuesday or Wednesday coming from that. And then uh uh, keep an eye out for another podcast later in the week with uh, Aiden Schneider. We'll do a little bit of where has Aiden been and uh, his, his thoughts on uh, this team in, in Georgia as uh, we head into kickoff. And just a reminder, Shane and I will both be uh, at Georgia for the game. If, uh, if you're listening to this and would love to and would like to help out with our coverage, just please subscribe. It, it, it helps get us down there. It helps uh, keep the I 5 corridor going here in our second year. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, Shane, I'll see you at the airport, buddy.
1: Absolutely. See you, man.
0: The I-5 Corridor hosted by Tyson Alger and Aiden Schneider.